Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am your hostess, Pat Rulo, and today I have the pleasure to share a recent Firebird Book Award winning author with you. She is Shelby Wagner, and her winning book is titled Learning to Dance in the Rain 2, Surviving Grief, Internet Dating, and Romance Scams. Shelby was an elementary music school teacher, a church organist, a choir director, entrepreneur, and a published award-winning author. And I'm so looking forward to finding out more. So welcome to the network, Shelby. Thank you, Pat. I appreciate being here. Oh. I'm looking forward to it. Good. I'm looking forward to it, too. You know, you and I share a music background. I saw that you were a member of the American Orff Schulwerk Association and the Michigan and National Music Teachers Association and the Piano Teachers Association. So <laughs> I taught piano for years and years. I did you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels like a past life now. <laughs> I've been retired so long. <laughs> Me too. I, I feel the same way. I studied uh, music and piano and voice, and then I taught in some schools and uh, developed my own programs. But yeah, that was uh, seems like 100 years ago. No, not that long ago. <laughs> no, not at all. Well, listen, fellow music teacher, congratulations on the book win. Oh, thank you. I'm very honored to uh, have won uh, this award. and. Uh, I, I want to thank everybody. I appreciate it very much. Uh, it's amazing. You know, you're a brand new author, and uh, the people will say, oh, you wrote a book? Oh, how long did it take you? Oh, oh, well, that's nice, you know. And then you go back later on, and how's the book doing? Well, it's won an award. Really? <laughs> the voice goes up, you know, and uh, you can tell an automatic difference. Uh, uh, one you can say, yes, it, it has won an award. And so right now, I have won now four awards. Oh. Firebird was my second one. Um, the first one was Living Now, uh, and that honors books that are life-changing or that help improve the quality of one's life. And then the Firebird, of course, uh, really appreciated that. Um, and then I was a finalist in the Book of the Year award for 2021 and uh, thought, wow, that sounds impressive. (laughs) And then last Friday, I found out an honorable mention in something called the Dragonfly for literary excellence. And oh my, it just really feels good. (laughs) Well, that'll fix them, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like having a baby, you know, and you don't know whether it's going to turn out okay or not. <laughs> and uh, so you can kind of sigh, uh, uh, give a sigh of relief when you um, find that someone else uh, approves of what you have written. <laughs> well, you know what, Shelby, especially when you, when it's a memoir, self-help, such as what you've written, I think people can, A, appreciate uh, all that it took for you to put that out there, and then B, I think people can relate. And so, you know, it's far different than, say, just a pure book of fiction, because this really happened. It was really you. You dared put it out there, and, and it resonates with people. So I think that's why it makes a big, big difference. I also think that the title is very intriguing, Learning to Dance in the Rain, Surviving Grief, Internet Dating, and Romance Scams. I mean, there's a lot going on in that title. <laughs> there's a lot going on in the book, too. <laughs> yeah. Um... I, uh, well, my husband uh, died uh, two weeks before our 50th wedding anniversary in 2016, 
and it was quite a shock. He was in the hospital being treated for pneumonia, and uh, they had taken him down for a procedure and said it would be about 15 minutes, and then I could come and join him in the ICU, and uh, I waited, and I waited, and I waited. And about two hours later, finally somebody came and called me out into the hallway, and, and they told me uh, he didn't make it. Oh. And I thought they were talking about the procedure that, you know, they weren't able to do it or something. And uh, I, but I wasn't sure. And I said, um, what, what did you say? And they said, well, Mr. Wagner didn't make it. And I said, well, what does that mean? Yes. <laughs> and uh, when they said that his heart stopped, and, uh, when they stuck the tube down his throat and he couldn't, uh, they couldn't get it started again, I thought, well, what are you doing here? Why aren't you there helping him? You know, he needs you. And finally they told me he's gone, Shelby. There's nothing we could do. And, uh, wow, that um, really mm. uh, hit home <laughs> real fast. Uh, oh. I learned later about the seven stages of, uh, of grief, and the first one is denial and shock. And, boy, I was shocked and uh I was all alone in the hospital there. We were not expecting that to happen at all. And, uh, wow, <laughs> it just, um, I felt like I was catapulted in, you know, into the unknown. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what was next. I didn't know wow. what I was going to do. <laughs> and um, it, uh, I needed help all the way. My pastor showed up uh, just after I found out about it and, and uh, walked me through the the first steps and and uh, but um, anyway um, six months eight eight months later I well I spent that grieving time trying to figure out what I was going to do I was afraid to live alone I had never lived alone my dad said you're not leaving my house until you move into your husband's house you know that's what we did back in the early 60s and um, most people I know there were a lot that didn't but my, that's the way my dad felt about it and so um, I had never lived alone and I didn't know how I was going to do that I had a big mortgage and I didn't know how I was going to pay that with my husband and his income you know his retirement was was gone and uh, so my daughter and son, they just stepped right in and walked me, helped help me to make decisions and walked me through and and um, helped me to figure out, okay. And as, as I, I went home to live with my daughter for six months uh, until my Tennessee house sold, and um, that was very, very, very nice of them, I know, to do that for me. I knew, you know, I had friends in Tennessee, but no family. So anyway, um, finally I decided that I didn't want to be alone. I didn't want to live alone. I wanted to find, well, at least find a friend, you know, to do things with. And um, so um, it turned out my son had met his wife uh, on uh, the internet dating, and so I took a look at him, and I thought, hmm, I wonder how long it would take me to find somebody if I was, uh, you know, to subscribe to the internet dating. So 
But then I thought, no, nah, I'm going to talk to the kids first about it. And so I had Robin alone one one evening when we were fixing supper, and and I asked her, and oh my goodness, an avalanche of negativity came out of her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, mom, no, no, don't do that. You know, you'll get scabbed. And she was right, I did. But <laughs> you know, I said, oh no, I won't. No, I won't. I know better than that. And then I called my son, and oh my gosh, he was even more negative than my daughter. But, you know, they were not in my situation. They were not having to go to a restaurant by themselves and sit there and eat alone or go to the movie by yourself, you know. So I thought, well, so I signed up. And, um, yeah, I knew I was forewarned about scamming. And I'll tell you, my box filled up. Real quick, with a bunch of them uh, who proved to be scammers, and within the next week or so, they asked for money, and that's that's a dead giveaway. If anybody you haven't met asks you for money, uh, run the other way. <laughs> um, but um, anyway, I, so I turned down a lot, and then this one guy, I was packing. I, I was alone in Tennessee. I had a buyer for my house. I was packing, finishing up, getting ready for my relocation to Michigan. And um, this guy, his profile said he lived about 10 miles from my daughter. So I thought, oh, wow, that'll be a good, you know, close friend. And um, so I started talking to him. It's amazing when your phone rings or beeps that you've got a message, how how much, oh, gee, you know, your attitude changes and it's been proven that I think you get some of those, what is it, emotions that <laughs> are released into your system. And uh, so that felt good at first, even though I was packing up to sell my house and I was lonely and um, very, you know, filled with memories and so on. It was good to have someone to talk to. But then within the next couple of weeks, I got a message from him that he had um, been, um, there had been an accident and then he was beaten up and his money was stolen and he was starving to death. All right. Well, 98% of me told me he was a scammer, you know, but I, my Christian upbringing and he knew this was you help the poor, right? Or you help those in need. And I thought if there was a 2% chance he was telling the truth, I could not let this man die. And so I sent him some money, not what he asked for, but some that I thought would at least feed him, you know. But it wasn't enough. And for the next two weeks, even though I said no, kept saying no, he was pleading with me to send him more. And... Um, it was driving me crazy. I did not know how to block someone on my cell phone back in those days. And um, now I tell people when they first ask me for money, um, block them if you have a cell phone. If you don't, then quit, don't answer because they're going to make you feel bad and they're going to plead with you. They're going to call you all kinds of awful names. And uh, you're not a Christian. You know, you're not helping the poor and I said, well, yeah, okay. But, um, you know, that happened. So I ended up thinking a year later when I found out that, that scamming, romance scams were, uh, 
costing so many seniors and singles so much money. It was $145 million lost in 2016, I think it was. And I thought, well, maybe if I wrote my story, I could tell, you know, make people aware that this is going on and <clears throat> maybe prevent them from losing their money. And so, or even a lot of people would fall for them, you know, because they're, they're so loving and they make you feel so good in the beginning. And um, it's like a brainwashing. They almost hypnotize. And finally, for me, it was to get rid of him. I, I finally tried to send him some new money. And it was very embarrassing when I walked into the bank and two officers appeared, one on each side of me, and said, Mrs. Wagner, will you come with us, please? <laughs> we want to talk to you. Oh. And uh, they got me in a back room. I felt like, oh, am I a criminal, <laughs> you know? And started asking me these hard questions. And um, they, they later told us that, well, you know, we could tell from looking at you that you had some of the uh, signs of a victim. And we wanted to make sure. And they uh, put a hold on my account. I could not <laughs> uh, get any money. So they saved me from, from even going further um, oh. into this, uh, giving more money to them. And I appreciate that now. But at that time, my daughter, she said, Mom, when you got home that night, you were white as a ghost. You looked like a zombie. Oh. And I was so invested in this whole story that I said, Robin, do you think you could send some money to this poor man who's starving? <laughs> oh. And my daughter says, Mother, have you sent money? And I said, yes. And she said, Mom, it's a scam. Oh. And I didn't believe her. But that's one of the main things I wanted to tell people today is that um, – these scammers are, are very good at what they do, and they are very good at lying. They're very good at manipulating you until you finally, if you don't hang up and stop talking to them right away, they're going to convince you to part with your money, whether you are, you know want to or not. And um, so I say hang up or block them and stop talking to them because they'll only make you feel worse. So after I got started, I got to thinking maybe people would want to know about how a 75-year-old woman was on the Internet dating. And so I went back then and started with uh, uh, the death of my husband and all of that. And I discovered, you know, there were a lot of people that I had heard had were the wives or the husband had died soon after the first one. And I started looking that up, and, yeah, that's called the widowhood effect. And whether they die because they've lost their own physical stamina from taking care of their, you know, their spouse or whether they died from loneliness or what. But I found that um, the surviving spouse has a 66% increased risk of dying within the first year after their spouse has died. Oh. And I thought, oh, boy, maybe I could also help those people by spreading, you know, this these facts around and giving them some ideas of what helped me to get through my grieving period. And that's where the dancing came in because I started learning to line dance um, when I got moved. 
to Michigan, and um, oh, it hurt. But it was good physical exercise, and it was good mental exercise. And that helped me to get through the grieving. So that's how I got that title. I saw it at the beauty shop. <laughs> Life is not about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain. And I thought, well, at least that's a very positive statement and help us to get through the bad times. And I learned that dance is a metaphor. Yes, I learned a line dance, and I learned some other kind of dances. But, you know, dancing is also activity. It's playing cards. It's taking a walk. It's playing pool, as some of my friends said, or uh, any bowling or any activity that you choose to do. So um, that will help you to get through the bad times. Oh. Wow, this is quite a story, like from start to finish here. I mean, for you to go into a hospital with your husband just expecting kind of a routine procedure and then get that kind of news that, you know, it's not like you had any time to prepare. It's not like he was in hospice or you knew it was coming. That in and of itself is quite a shock to get over. Yeah. Um, it, it really, yeah. really is. And then, you know, it took a lot for you to even explore the internet dating, even knowing about the romance scams. And then, you know, the kindness of you comes out and you're helping people. It's just, that's why, you know, not to be surprised that your book is winning awards because you are sharing and exposing real life situations that uh, people need to know about. I mean, this is, this is one, one heck of a story. How did those two police officers know who tipped them off? How did they know to come in and talk to you about this? Well, that's another story in itself. <laughs> After I got through packing up my house in Tennessee, I got into my car and headed to Michigan. And um, this guy, my phone was beeping off and on the whole trip. Uh, and it was really, really starting to break me down. And about two hours before... I arrived at my daughter's. Um, I pulled off the, the interstate in uh, Auburn, uh, Indiana, and um, there was a bank, my bank there. So I went into my bank, and I withdrew a large sum of money. And then I got back in my car, and I headed over to another bank, which the scammer was the scammer's bank. And when I walked in there and asked that I'm making a deposit, when they saw my swap, the woman, the teller went back somewhere, came back, and she says, uh, we're declining this deposit. And um, she says, uh, Shelby, your bank wants you to come back. They want to talk to you. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, what? So uh, I had all this money in my purse. I didn't dare keep it. So I went back to my bank then, and when I walked in, they, they recognized me right oh. away. And uh, these two fraud uh, officers, um, like I said, appeared there. <laughs> and I, I thought, oh, my goodness, what on earth is this, you know? They knew I was or, or hoping that I would come back. They had already sent out an alert after I left the first bank um, to let other banks know that um, – I was around, I guess, and this crazy woman just might be coming in to deposit a lot of money. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know exactly what they said, but, um, yeah, they told my daughter. I, I, I went back. They wanted me to bring my daughter back the next morning. Um, 
I wasn't going to tell anybody that I had been scammed and the whole world <laughs> now knows. <laughs> but they had called my daughter because my daughter was on my checking account. Mm-hmm. And um, she didn't know what they wanted. She didn't recognize the number, so she hadn't answered the phone. Oh. Until I told her the story when I, I asked her, would you please help this starving man? Uh, then it all came out, and uh, okay. and I said, and, and then I told them about the bank, and then she remembered the call, and I said, they want me to bring you back down there tomorrow. And so she had to go with me. They put a hold on my bank. They said that they would release the hold when my daughter, if I brought my daughter back, mm-hmm. but then they got stuck and weren't going to release it for a long time, and um, so I really <laughs> got angry with them, but... After on Robin, my daughter, she said, but mom, they saved you. They kept you from making yeah. that second yep, yep, yep. deposit. Oh, my gosh, Shelby. I guess probably when you were going to deposit at the scammer's bank, they might have had other people come. They probably recognized this person's name and thought, okay, we're not accepting any money into that guy's account. Well, that that could be, but there was something said about, my bank had called them and oh, wanted okay. them to tell oh, me to come back. Well, so, um, quite a yeah. tale, my friend, quite a tale. Well, now <laughs> now we all know about Sorry. the romance scams and how to avoid them, and that's why your book is so, so important. Do men grieve differently? Do they go through a different process? Would this kind of thing happen to a man? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And um, I, I have uh, a YouTube channel, YouTube dot com slash Shelby Wagner and I started a grieving series and my partner I met online we've been together for two years we uh, were talking about grieving I I talk about my side of it and he talks about his side and he did not know he was he needed to grieve he and he tells right on he t- he's very frank with uh, and uh, this man. Um, he had lost, well, he had been married for 40 years, and his wife decided she didn't want to be married anymore. So she divorced him. And then, so he grieved over that. I mean, that was very painful to him. And then um, uh, he went online, uh, I don't know how long this, what the years were between, and met this other woman who was a veterinarian. And uh, after a year of dating, they got married. And then, she had a heart attack and died. He found her in bed, dead, when he came home from work one day. And then he had a girlfriend, and she had a heart attack. And then just before me, he had met another lady, and she he didn't know she was an alcoholic, but she died of uh, liver cirrhosis or whatever while they were dating. So this man, I said, Bill, you... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he says, yeah, my daughter finally told me that I needed to grieve. And I says, yeah. And so it's very interesting. And, yeah, he was online, and he gets all of these um, similar, the you know, the men get these beautiful, sexy women, young women, and um, uh, to attract the men. And, and uh, oh, like Bill says, they say, oh, you're so handsome. And, um, you know, we like your profile and we want to get to know you better. And he says, what would a 70-year-old man want to do with a 
30-year-old one. <laughs> you know, in, and so he's got some of these people to even admit that they are scammers. And not only that they are scammers, but they are really men behind the, on the other side of that computer. Oh, my goodness. Yep. So you don't know who you're talking to. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> really not safe, is it? No, it's not safe, and men, I think men uh, are probably less likely to report the incident mm -hmm. than the women. Right. And because um, when I said $145 million had been lost to, scam uh, to scammers in 2017, or I think it was 2017, um, that was figured to be very low because um, many, many people did not report it. Well, in 2019 and in 2020, that figure rose to $475 million. So in two years, a billion dollars has been lost by senior singles like me who have given money to these uh, liars and cheats and criminals. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I really feel the need to get my word out, get people to know, hey, I tell them now, stop feeding the animals. I mean, criminals. <laughs> right. <laughs> because, oh my gosh, the problem is just growing and growing. Mm -hmm. In three years from 145 million to 475, you know, that's a lot. Huge. That's a huge jump. Yeah, that's what well, you yeah. could you could see, and I'm sure it's even worse now, especially during the crises we are going with this pandemic, where there's oh, yeah. people who desperately need money. Um, obviously they're they're going to do whatever they can to get it. So right. that's why your book is just so important. I hope people pay attention and get a copy of it. What's next? Are you working on another book? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm working on a e book. Um, it was um, I. I pitched some media um, uh, like like you to put me on. I've been on about 12 podcasts and radios. And, and one of the guys that uh, I I pitched to, he says, Shelby, why don't you write an e-book about the scamming? He says, the dancing doesn't do it for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so I, that's that's my, my project. I'm trying to get started uh, pretty quick. Um, so that the men, because my cover is beautiful, they don't want to look at, you know, that's not for men, right? Mm -hmm. It's too pretty. Right. But I want something that would appeal more to men. And I also have, um, I went to a book to screen pitch fest in October, and there were 55 authors there, and I pitched to 20, uh, to 14 um um, supposedly, anyway, producers and executives from the film industry. I went to Hollywood, and um, I was one of, there were four of us that received the most interest in our book, uh, and I was one of them. So I'm hoping to maybe um, get a deal down the road <laughs> uh, to put my story on television or in the movies or something. Mm. We'll see. Oh, Cross your fingers. Yes, I will. I think that's actually a great idea, um, especially th that ebook idea is a good place to start because there's got to be so much interest in it. I bet you could do a lot of speaking on this, just like make the whole senior circuit and, and church circuit and get out there and, and talk about this and bring copies of your book. I did that, yeah, with my first book, um, 
uh, by the same name. It's a condensed version of the second one. Uh, and I, when I can speak and tell my story, they buy the book. Yes. If I'm just standing there, I may sell one or two. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> you know, but yep. um, I don't know. It's more personable and relatable when they can hear the story from me. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's how it works. Well, anything we missed then that you wanted to bring up before we begin to head out? Oh, well, my website is learningtodanceintherain.org. And dot com. I have both of those. And there's also a Shelby-Wagner uh, dot com. And then my YouTube channel. I'm uh, YouTube dot com um, slash Shelby Wagner um, is out there. I have a thousand subscribers already, and I hope to get a whole lot more. <laughs> <laughs> and um, let's see, Facebook. Yeah, I'm on Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram, so yeah, and they can message me. Uh, I'd be happy to talk with any of them uh, about, you know, any problems that they may have that are similar to mine. I've learned a lot of stories. Uh, <laughs> there's a grandma scam and a yep. social security scam and <laughs> the wow. cyber, cyber currency now, <laughs> or cryptocurrency scam. Yeah, yep. all kinds of scams that are out there. So uh, I think I'm going to incorporate some of those in my book, my ebook. Great idea. All righty. So the website, learningtodanceintherain.org and learningtodanceintherain.com. And you can contact Shelby Wagner. Just don't ask her for money, right? That's right. <laughs> well, my friend, thank you for today. Your book is titled Learning to Dance in the Rain, Surviving Grief, Internet Dating, and Romance Scams. Thank you for just being so honest and forthcoming and telling your story with with such openness i think you're going to help a lot of people and i appreciate having you here today well thank you for having me i really appreciate it